Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks a lot to the Money Web uh, team. They're back on your radio tomorrow at 6. I'm Brad Brown. I'll be with you till 7. We're talking all things sport tonight and uh, lots to get through on the show this evening. We start with stories making news headlines. Orlando Pirates have arrived back in South Africa following their disappointing 2-1 aggregate loss to Tolduso Hale in Tunisia in the final of the CAF Confederations Cup. Buccaneers coach Eric Tinkler lashed out at the media after reports about his future surfaced at the Soweto Giants. That's wrong. It's wrong. It's coming from you guys. Me and Roy Mahmoud are having a fight. Where's that come from? Who's creating rubbish stories? A story, coach? In this uh, citizen, Pakati or whatever the hell it's called. So it's rubbish. Now I get phone calls from people telling me, oh, what's this you're going to Maritzburg? Who's inventing this? I think also denied that there were any truth to that rumour. Uh, Maritzburg United parted ways with their coach Clive Barker yesterday. It's false. I don't know what you're talking about. I, there's no link between me and Maritzburg. Me, I'll never quit. I, I've never been a quitter in my life. Currently, I'm the head coach of Orlando Pirates, and that's where I remain. Coming up on this evening's show, we'll chat to Owen Dagama, coach of the South African under-23 side, who beat Zambia 3-2 last night. Other football news, Arsenal forward Alexis Sanchez looks set to miss the next month of action. He's picked up a hamstring injury at Norwich, while Man City boss Manuel Pellegrini says Sergio Aguero and Joe Hart could return from injury for Saturday's game at Stoke. Staying with news out of England, tonight Capital One Cup action, Southampton welcome Liverpool at St Mary's. European football news, Valencia have appointed Gary Neville as their head coach until the end of the season. In cricket news, Dale Steyn has been ruled out of the fourth and final test against India. That gets underway in Delhi tomorrow. The speedster still batting a groin, battling a groin injury that he picked up in the opening test of that series. We'll chat to Henry Davis to preview the final test. In Ramslam T20 action, the Warriors up against the Cape Cobras, Buffalo Park in East London. The match is underway. A short while ago, the Warriors were 37 for the loss of three. In rugby news, Eastern Province Rugby Union confirmed that coach Brent Janssen van Rensburg has resigned from his coach. He was announced just 14 days ago, on the 18th of November, that he'd be taking over as coach of the Super Rugby side. On to golf, tee of times for tomorrow's opening round of the 2015 Nedbank Golf Challenge have been concerned. Uh, confirmed. Australia's Mark Leishman, Soren Kelsen of Denmark and Webb Simpson from the United States will get play underway at 10 past 10. The final three balls sees Hendrik Stenson, Louis Oersteisen and defending champ Danny Willard all playing together. Those three off at 11 minutes to 12. Coming up next we'll chat some footy. SAFM Sports Wrap you're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and we reported on it last night here on the show. What a fantastic performance from the South African under-23s who are in action up north in uh, Senegal at the moment. And we're joined by their coach, Owen de Gama. Owen, 3-2 margin of victory last night over Zambia. You must be, must be pretty chuffed that uh, we got the, the three points, and uh, we're still on track to qualify for Rio 2016. Yes, uh, most definitely. I think everybody's elated uh, within the camp. Um, we, we were looking for a strong comeback, and, and the players certainly delivered. Uh, they're still not uh, the team that we, we know we're capable of, 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 you know, producing the results and the type of football that we can. Uh, but hopefully, this will work in our advantage, and we'll start peaking as, as the tournament uh, progresses. Oh, in the, the first half yesterday, obviously going into into the shed at one 0 down, you must have been pretty concerned. Uh, I'd, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in that team talk at halftime because uh, they came out a different team in the second half, totally inspired and and really really turned on the gas, didn't they? 
Yeah, I thought I thought we were in total control of the game, but they got a, uh, um, a you know through transition, they got a um, a quick um, counter attack, a quick break, and and they scored from there. So it's certainly something that uh, was really it, it, it was truly worrying because we don't want to concede goals. You know, in this tournament, uh, goal average uh, counts big time. So it was something that we were concerned about, but um, we rectified our mistakes. Uh, we did. We made some positional uh, changes, and, uh, and and the players came out very strong. And you talk about goal difference. The the other game in the group last night uh, obviously did us a, a, a few favours with regards to that scoreline with Senegal beating Tunisia two nil. Uh, it means going into Friday's game a draw should be good enough to to qualify. Uh, I know Keegan Dolly was saying at, at the the post match press conference that uh, or, or earlier today I should say that uh, they, the team's not interested in drawing on Friday. They want to go out and make sure they win their their last game to to really build that confidence heading into the, the sort of uh, final stages of this tournament? Yes, I think, uh, you know, the, the entire emphasis will, will be on uh, preach for the stars. You might land on the moon. Uh, otherwise, if you reach for the moon, you'll, you'll, you'll end up somewhere else. So I think we, we want to reach uh, for as far as possible. Keegan is spot on. We spoke about this. Um, and, and, you know, we, we want to go for a, for a win. Uh, but in saying that, we're going to be very, very uh, um, conservative in defense, Make sure that we're well organized. They are a very, very, very organized team, the uh, Tunisians. We have played them in Tunisia, um, so we understand, the, you know, from a tactical perspective, they're very, very strong. So we will certainly approach this with a lot of, lot of confidence moving forward, but making sure that we're very uh, strong in defense and well organized in defense. When you talk about playing Tunisia in Tunisia before, we, we were obviously victorious on that occasion. Do you think it's going to be a, a different side that we, we're facing? They're, they're in, a, in a position where they have to win if they want to, to, to go through. And uh, it, it, Obviously, the stakes are slightly different in a, in a situation like this. Most definitely. There's no doubt about it. And, I mean, they will be more determined to, to, to overcome us because... Uh, uh, you know, we beat them in 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 in, in Tunisia, and they, they possibly feel that this is their time now to to show us what they're capable of doing. But in saying that, we are well well aware of that. But the players are highly highly motivated with the arrival of Kist Motupa and Menzi Masuku. I mean, that was truly evident uh, because Menzi scored the one, and 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 Gift created that goal and scored two others. Uh, Owen, I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually going to be my next question. Obviously, Gift and Menzi come back from the, the Orlando Pirates uh, team that, that uh, w- 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 lost in the final of the CAF Confederations Cup on the weekend. Even though they did lose, they've been playing senior football. The, the confidence that they must bring into that squad and other players, I think of, of the likes of, of Keegan Dolly Revolta, could see who, who've played at the highest level from a, from a, a national senior team perspective. They, it, it must be amazing to work in an under-23 setup where you've got a handful of players like that who have experienced what it's like to play top flight football, they come back and, and I don't want to say they're head and shoulders against some of the other youngsters in that squad but it, it shows those other youngsters what is possible. Yes, most definitely. Um, they are certainly uh, true assets to this team uh, not taking anything away from the rest of the players. Uh, they come, uh, number one, with the experience uh, with the talent, the experience and the right attitude. I think that is important. Um, so, I mean, Gift has been an integral part of this uh, uh, team from the beginning. Uh, Menzi has been scoring uh, winners for this team from the beginning. So it's two players that have really um, uh, helped us shape this into a very special team. 
and uh, we had we had to to really honor Orlando Pirates. It's their players, number one. Number two, they're always the first team to release players to the under-23 team. So we, we had to respect and, and honor that situation. And we're actually very, very sad that Orlando Pirates couldn't pull through. But we were with them in spirit, and the, the, the working relationship has been just fantastic. So, you know, it's always good to have players there that uh, are, are really uh, like the cornerstones of the team. Um, Gift is, is such an important player. I mean, when we played... Uh, Tanzania, the senior national team of Tanzania before we flew out to Senegal. He scored two goals. We beat them 2-0. He scored the two goals. So he's very, very important. Menzi scored the winner against Egypt. He scored the, uh, one of the goals against uh, um, uh, um, Tunisia. And he also scored the winner against Sudan. So these are plays that have been very, very important to this team. And we are so thankful uh, to Orlando Pirates that they could afford these players to come to us. Oh, and looking at the, the first two performances, obviously that, that first loss was, was a subpar performance from a South African team perspective. I'm sure you'd agree with me. Last night was a lot better. Where do you think we need to improve if, if we're going to go all the way in this tournament and make sure that we do qualify for Rio? Yes, I think you've got it spot on. The first game was just a bad in the office. Um, you know, we acknowledge that and we take responsibility as a technical team in that regard. Um, uh, uh, I think it's maybe because um, we had gone seven or eight matches unbeaten and the players came with, with a, maybe too much confidence into this game. Uh, but I think uh, we can still improve. We haven't peaked as a team. Uh, it was a much better performance. We, we need to improve tremendously on that as well. And, I mean, Keegan has not been um, uh, at his best. Uh, we know when Keegan Dolly is at his best, he can take out any, any, any team. He can score, he can create against any team. Uh, uh, in this competition, so we are we are waiting for him also just to to peak and 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 and, and show what he's capable of. Doing. He has worked very hard, and maybe he's been trying too hard. So we we're trying to get into a, a situation where we can protect him and make sure that we get the best out of him. Well, Owen Dagama, coach of the South African national under 23 football side, know that we are behind you and the team. Please pass on our best. Next game, Friday afternoon or Friday evening. It's been moved. 7 o'clock kickoff South African time up against Tunisia. Please know that the nation is behind you. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you very much, Brad. Uh, this really inspires me personally, and I'm sure it will do, it will do that uh, to the players as well. So thank you very much to you and the listeners. We'll surely pass over this um, message to the players. The New Age Business Briefing presents the Minister of Water and Sanitation, Ms. Nomvula Mokonyani, join a panel of speakers to discuss the security of water and sanitation. Broadcast live from the Cedarwoods, Woodmead on SABC2, Wednesday, the 2nd of December, 2015, from 6.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. To book your seat and be part of the live discussions, call 011-542-1218 or visit www.thenewage.co.za. Don't forget to tune into the health update tomorrow at 5 past 11. Proudly brought to you by MediClinic, expertise you can trust. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. This is South Africa's news and information leader. Don't forget you can be in touch, 34701. Those SMSs charged at 1 Rand. And yesterday we spoke to Lali Stunder, who was reporting live from Sandlemere, where the South African Women's Open Championship uh, concluded. And it was uh, another fantastic win for Leanne Pace. She joined an elite band of back-to-back SA Women's Open Champions. And she joins us now on SAFM Sports Trap. Leanne, welcome uh, onto the show once again. Nice to chat. And first up, congratulations on that win. You must be over the moon. 
Thank you very much. Yes, I'm very happy to have uh, successfully defended my title. Defending your title, I mean, we spoke last year after you won it for the first time. Coming into this championship, did you feel did you feel much pressure that that uh, everyone's eyes were on you to 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 pull out the double? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, not not so much pressure, but obviously I was um, expected to win being my lowest ranked player in the field. Um, but I wouldn't say pressure. I would say more support uh, of doing so. So. It was lovely to be out there, and my family came with me. Um, my mom was there, and my cousins. So, no, this is all in all a really great experience. Yeah, and looking into into the last round, I mean, you shot an opening 71-72, so you went into that final round with a, with an eight-stroke advantage, a huge buffer going into into the final 18, but conditions weren't ideal. I mean, the wind was pumping uh, yesterday. You, you dropped a few shots. Uh, were, were there some nervous moments on that uh, that final round? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say nervous. I, I did miss a, lot, a, a few putts coming in. I think I three-putted one coming in, which wasn't ideal. But I, I had such a big lead going in there, and I knew knew what the other scores were. So I wasn't really panicking at that stage um, and played fairly well last year on those, on those closing holes. So I was pretty confident and struck the ball well. Just unfortunately made a few loose mistakes. It's been a, a long time since someone's won successive SA Open titles. Uh, it was first done in 1990, 1991, uh, and then it was uh, done again in 98 and 99. Uh, it was uh, the American, Brendan uh, Lunsford and Barbara Pastana from South Africa, who did those two. How does it feel to, to join that sort of company? Yeah, I think that was pretty cool. Lolly told me afterwards um, about the stats, so I was, I was pretty chuffed about that. Um, and I think... She said also there's nobody been uh, that's done it three times in a row. So I'll definitely be gunning for that next year and returning um, to the FA Open. But, yeah, no, it's really, really cool to have done that. And tell me a little bit about your impressions of some of the youngsters coming through the ranks and, and I think particularly uh, of, of the youngster who, who, who finished second, Lejean Luthwaite, who, who had a, a fantastic weekend. It's, it's, it's good signs for South African golf, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I think, uh, you know, with the... The Sunshine Ladies Tour starting and all the tournaments we've got uh, leading up to the Chase of the Investor Cup, I think it's really helping uh, the juniors uh, play and to gain experience playing alongside the pros and to see how we do it and if they want to do it, first of all, for a living. But it's also creating a platform for South African pros playing in South Africa um, to uh, get the game ready for next year. I'd, I'd take myself, for instance, it's, uh, it definitely helps me to play in those tournaments leading up to going to America, but so, uh, I played with Lejean on, uh, was it Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday. And really impressed. Really good ball striker. A lot of talent. You can see the focus is already there, so she's got a bright future ahead of her. Yeah, we look, uh, that's definitely a name I think we're going to be hearing lots of in, in the years to come. For you, 2015, are, are you satisfied with the way things have progressed? We've spoken to you a few times this year after, after some pretty mm-hmm. impressive performances. Would, would you say this is pretty much your best year so far? Um, I would say last year was, but um, I am satisfied with the way I played this year. It was my first full year on the LPGA, um, so uh, just settling down in and um, you know finding my comfort zone. Uh, but predicting hopefully next year is going to be a really good year for me, just being um, more more sure of myself and more ready. Another trophy in the the trophy cabinet for Leanne Pace. What's what's next on the cards for the immediate future? The, the next sort of month or two. Immediate future would be Christmas shopping. <laughs> so that was a very nice little uh, bonus that I got last week. I think my family's going to be happy with their presents. But I'm going to take some time off uh, 
working in the gym with my trainer, Sean, um, and just working towards next year. But definitely taking a little bit of time off from playing that game with golf with my friends. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do, you. do you take off where you don't even think about golf, where you don't look at clubs, where you don't play, or, or, or do you sort of potter around a little bit and, and, like you say, a couple of social rounds, but, but nothing too serious? Yeah, I play with my friends a little bit here and there, but I do definitely take some time off. We need that after the, the season, and especially next season. I think we've got 34 events on the LPGA, and then I think I'm playing five in South Africa as well. So the grueling schedule next year, so I definitely need to get away from it a little bit, and I think I'm going to jump on my paddleboard, go to the beach and read a book, have <laughs> normal life. <laughs> yeah, and you're still, you're still having life on that golf too. I mean, it, it, for people, they think, oh, it's glamorous, you get to play golf uh, for a living, but it, it's a lot of travel, it's a lot of hard work, the pressure's there, and it, it's not easy living out a suitcase from, from week to week. You, you're still loving what you're doing? That's true. I mean, the traveling is, is I think, the hardest part of it all and, and packing and repacking all the time. But you do get used to it and uh, it becomes part of life. But I absolutely love what I do and uh, seeing the rest of the world uh, week in, week out and just meeting. I've met so many awesome people during my travels that I, I absolutely do love it. What are some of the goals you set for yourself for 2016? Um, I'm actually just spoken to my sports psychologist about that. Uh, I want to be top 10 next year, so I'm really gunning for that, uh, working hard uh, on and off the golf course towards that, but that will only happen, I think, after about a week or two of holiday. <laughs> yeah, and then just to wrap things up, you mentioned that Lali said to you that no one's ever won three in a row. You've said you're coming back in, mm-hmm. in 2016 to defend that title. You said there's no pressure on you. People obviously looking because you're the lowest-ranked player. Do you think there's going to be a lot more pressure on you next year when you come back? I think so. Um, hopefully next year the schedule will allow everybody to play as well and um, it'll be great if we can get that co-sanction event back um, in South Africa. But yeah, there's always pressure uh, playing in, in South Africa, but definitely a little bit more if, uh, if I'm going for the three in a row. But, you know, that's part of the job and we have to de- we all have to deal with it when we're in that situation. Leanne, as always, uh, an absolute pleasure to catch up. I want to wish you and yours uh, all the very best for the festive season. We look forward to, to following your progress in 2016, and let's hope that top 10 uh, comes to fruition. That would be amazing. We'd, we'd love to see that, and we look forward to chatting uh, along the way. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. SAFM Sports Wrap. Leanne Pace chatting about Lily and Lily Stunday is, of course, who she mentioned in that chat. And Lily joins us now because there's another big golf tournament taking place this weekend up at the Gary Play Country Club at Sun City, the Ned Bank Golf Challenge. Lily, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Round. I, I am baffled. I can't believe we're talking Ned Bank Golf Challenge. Where has this year gone? But it's Africa's major exciting golf uh, in store over the next four days. Absolutely. I really think that this year for 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 myself, this is such an exciting field we've got this year. We really have got some outstanding players in the field. And, of course, uh, you know, with the South African contingent, they're all in pretty hot form. So maybe finally we can break that little title drought that's been running since 2007. Let's talk about the South Africans in the fields uh, to, to start with. And obviously, Charles Swartzel's the, the big name at the moment. He's uh, coming off a, a pretty good uh, run of form. So is Brandon Grace. Uh, he was a bit disappointing this, this past weekend at the Alfred Dunhill. But uh, the week before that in Dubai, he was superb. Uh, Yaku van Sale, Thomas Aitken. Have we got the South Africans? Uh, Louis Wister, isn't it? Have we got the South Africans to, to challenge for this thing? 
I definitely think so. All uh, okay. Look, Aiken and Von Zayl are obviously making their debut, mm. but um, Schwartzel and Ustazen have some pretty good records in this tournament. Although Schwartzel did say two years ago, this course doesn't suit him. He doesn't know how to play this course. He can't win on this course. But then he goes and finishes fourth. So I think it's just a bit of a mind game. Um, he's definitely coming into this tournament this year with a right form because you need very accurate irons and you need to be accurate off the tee. Even if you're not putting great, you have to put yourself in a position to score. And um, I spoke with Jakob van Zijl earlier this week. Jakob has, of course, played the Gary Player Country Club a lot because the Dimension Data Program used to be played there. And he, in fact, had a top five finish in the Dimension Data Program at that very course. Um, and he, he shot a 64 in the final round of the Daniel at Leopard Creek um, and said that that has just given him enormous confidence coming to Gary Player because um, you've got the rough, which we know, Brad, is always penal. The greens are super slick. So you have to position yourself off the tee and then put the put your iron in the perfect position on the green to have a chance to score. Yeah, that golf course, particularly this time of the year, although it might not be as bad as normal because I don't think there's been too much rain, but the rough is generally, it is brutal. I mean, I've seen parts of that golf course that I think Gary Player doesn't even know existed and he designed the, the thing. But, uh, Lali, thank where you very much. Where they're taping Survivor next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're taken <laughs> by a lion where I hit my ball. Lali, thank you very much for that. We'll chat uh, throughout the next four days, but uh, I think a name to look out for as well is definitely England's Danny Willett, the defending champion. He had a fantastic year, 2015, and I think he'll try and wrap things up in style again at Sun City, but we'll chat uh, again tomorrow. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll chat some cricket. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. This is SAFM and a pretty important test match for the Pro Tiers. Uh, the last of their matches on their Indian tour. It's been a long, long tour. Test match number four. They've lost the series. It is 2-0. And uh, the last three performances, uh, I'm sure every single one in that team would agree there have been subpar. Conditions haven't been easy, particularly that uh, last pitch that they ended up playing on. A bit of a dust bowl. The ICC have come out uh, and rated that pitch. Poor India stand uh, in line to possibly be fined 15,000 US dollars uh, for that pitch. But five days of cricket in store in Delhi, and the Proteas need to bounce back. We're joined now by Henry Davids. Henry, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Uh, five important days for Ashley Mumble and the team. Hi Brad, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, no, it's obviously the big, big five days coming up. Uh, I think, uh, according to the guys, uh, the, the tour hasn't gone, uh, as planned, but yeah, it's, it's, it's um, a way, uh, game, uh, condition, you know, obviously, uh, with the away team and, uh, the home team has, uh, prepared the wickets to their strengths and obviously work for them. Henry, another big loss uh, today. It was obviously announced that Dale Steyn hasn't recovered from their groin injury. Uh, he has been a, a huge loss for this team this this uh, series, although it, it's probably our batting that's let us down more than our bowling. But uh, he, he is an integral part to their Proteas attack. Yeah, Dale has shown, you know, he's, he's been the number one test bowler for a couple, a good couple of years now. Um, and it's obviously a big match for us, uh, not having Dale, Dale there. But as you, as, as you see in the past couple of games, the spinners has been the key the key strike bowlers in, in most of the test matches or in the last three test matches. So, uh, I think it's, it's actually quite obviously a, a good omen for us, hopefully, with him not playing and rescue for England coming in the end of the year. 
Henry, you mentioned the spin bowlers, and there have been a couple of interesting sort of bowling changes in the in the series. That the way the way Hashim Amla's employed Imran Tahir, particularly where where many times he's come in used used Dean Algar as his sort of opening spinner. Simon Harmer's looked pretty good, but he's he's used. Imran Tahir in bursts, where I don't know if you would agree with me, but my feeling would be that Imran Tahir should be, the, or he is the pick of the South African spinners, and he should be holding up an end, and, and the team should be rallying and working around him. Yeah, but the other side, it's actually quite difficult as well, especially if we don't have runs on the board, uh, which we didn't have in the last test match. Obviously, the conditions was very, very conditional. Um, but... Um, like I said, Imi, Imi tends to go for us as also a wicket-taker. Um, I think that's, that's the main reason why I didn't bowl as much um, early on. And eventually, um, he was just in a position where Imi had to bowl uh, because we had nothing to lose at, at the stage, you know. And that's why I think Imi had the freedom. He could bowl what he wants. Uh, and other the first, I think in the first innings where he bowled a lot of bad balls and, and we didn't need that. Uh, but the thing is, that is what Imi brings you, you know. Either... He will take your wickets, but he will bowl a couple of bad balls, um, and especially with, with the Indian batters, they're very good in their conditions. And uh, you could see the, 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 their bowlers. The bowlers were very good in their own conditions, obviously. They bowled a lot less bad balls than the lead, because what we did. Uh, I think we bowled too many bad balls in most of the but that's the best, um, the spin bowlers I'm talking about. Uh, obviously, the, the team is one that is effective, but as I'll see you in short again. That'd be very effective in, in any conditions, you know. I think if we, if the, if the, the wickets were fairly even, I think we would have won a test series, the test series. But yeah, uh, their spinners were a little bit better than ours, more consistent. They didn't bowl a lot of bad balls, uh, where we bowled too many bad balls in, in, in the series. Henry, let's just talk about the batting briefly as well, and, and that's also probably been below par uh, th- this series. I mean, we, we so often see the likes of, of Hashim Amla and, and Faf Duplessis and A.B. de Villiers getting, getting hundreds and multiple hundreds in, in a test series. Yeah. It's, it's obviously been a very low-scoring test series because of the pitches, but uh, I'm sure those three and, and the rest of the top order will, will be disappointed with their performance and, and that they haven't been able to contribute big runs, and, and they're going to try and set that straight in the next five days. Yeah, I think, well, the caliber we have, we have probably in the top five, there's, there's two of the best batters in the world in Ash and Avery, but I think this series has, didn't have the best of series that we know we normally produce for South Africa, and where Avery was in his normal club. Uh, I think the 80 got in the one test match was close to that, uh, it was close to the caliber of 150, huh? Um, where Ash, to his standards, he had a fairly, fairly bad, uh, series, I think in all. In all facets, in all forms, basically, where he wasn't that good in the, in the, in the one days or the T20s and in the test, in the test series. But the thing is that happens, you know. Mm. Um, I know Ash will come back very strong. Someone like Faf Faf has struggled a little bit, um, in the last, in the series. Um, but I know Faf showed in the past, like, he's a really, really good player. And I think, like, just like one or two guys who just stand up with AB, um, because I think it's too much depend on AB at the moment. Um, if other guys come to the party, I think we'll be very good. Coming into the series, it was quite strange that the test side had been dominant for, for many, many years. It was the, the T20 and, and 50 over side that looked a bit unsettled. Obviously, we won the T20 and the one-day series, so things were looking good. The team uh, have taken a beating. It's been a, a tough series, particularly the test. How do they bounce back from this from a mental perspective? Henry, going into this test, knowing that the series is over, uh, India want to drive home because there's obviously ICC test ranking points at stake, but, but uh, Proteas want to salvage some pride. How do they approach the thing mentally? I think obviously there's this freedom. Oh, there's nothing. Good. Okay, there's the series that has gone out. India won the series, so that pressure of of defending that that, that awesome record we had. I think it's well, it's a lot of years that we haven't lost a, 
a series away from them, you know. Uh, I think that the pressure of that is gone now. Um, I think the boys can just go out there and play um, and enjoy the last test match. Obviously, it's, it's, it's not a very, very long tour. I think it's 70-odd days, um, which is not easy. People need to take that in, into consideration as well. But it's not easy staying away from home, uh, from family, from your, not, you can say your comfort zone. It's not easy doing that, you know. But like the, the guys are used to it, uh, for now, it's just a case of, of getting out there, uh, enjoy what we do, uh, getting uh, like some confidence back um, for another big series coming up in, 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 uh, in the month's time. Yeah, I can't wait for that. England coming to South Africa should be a fantastic summer. Henry Davis, enjoy the cricket mm-hmm. uh, over the next five days. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks for your time this evening on SAFM. Yeah, thank you very much, and thanks again for having me. SAFM Sports Wrap. That almost wraps things up for this evening. Just to give you a quick cricket score, the Warriors up against the Cobras in the Ram Slam T20 at East London. Every time uh, I call a, uh, a cricket game in East London, I think it's going to start raining, and uh, I don't think I've ever been to a cricket game at Buffalo Park where it hasn't rained or, or rained out, and just looking at the weather, it is looking pretty ominous in East London at the moment as well, so let's see if we get uh, the full game in, but the Warriors currently 88 for the loss of four. That's after to 13.2 overs, the Cobras without Richard Levy after he got struck in the head by a ball uh, at the Wanderers on Sunday while fielding. He's still uh, suffering from a slight concussion. So 89 for four it is now. And uh, let's not forget as well, the cricket tomorrow we'll have live crossings here on SAFM. Natalie Germanis will be keeping us updated. The golf gets underway at the Gary Player Country Club tomorrow. We'll also have live crossings from there. And I know the shows, uh, SAFM Sports Trap on Friday night will be coming from Sun City and then also SFM Sports Special over the weekend as well. So look out for that. That action gets underway 10 past 10 tomorrow morning is the first tee off time. Mark Leishman from Australia, Soren Kelsman of Denmark, and uh, USA's Webb Simpson getting action underway. Looking forward to that golfing action. On the other side of 7 o'clock, it is uh, the talk shop, and Lady Maleo is going to be with you uh, then. I'm Brad Brown. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning with Janet Witten on AM Live. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock in time for your news. Here's Greg Hose.